0: everybody. So lovely to see your smiley faces this morning. Uh, Thank you to Sean for a very comforting word. Where is he? Is he gone already? Okay. Yeah, that was a a good message. God is strong in our weakness. And uh, thanks to Lucian for the wonderful worship this morning. And thank you too to all of the people that come so faithfully to put out chairs and to set up each week. We really appreciate everybody who serves in the church. Thank you. Okay. Well, last week on Thursday, I had a picture which I felt was from the Lord. And it was a picture of a full tide. And the tide was beginning to ebb and change and it just so happened um, and I believe the Lord drew my attention to the fact that there was a full moon that night and I knew enough about geography to know that the moon exerts influence over the tides and so I was pondering that whole thing and I also know that the moon is a time full moon is a time when those who practice the occult have heightened activity. So I don't want to be superstitious or ooey or ari, but it's just the fact that the um, dark arts tend to get very active around the time of the full moon. And at that time the scripture popped into my mind when the Enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. Now, I had learnt that scripture from the New King James Version, and that was just only half of the verse. But the full verse in the NIV reads slightly differently. It says, From the west, men will fear the name of the Lord, and from the rising of the sun, they will revere his glory, for he will come like a pent up flood that the breath of the Lord drives along. So there's a bit of discrepancy in the two scriptures, but whatever the meaning, I mean, whatever the um, translation, which translation is correct, the meaning remains the same, that when there's an overwhelming attack of the enemy, God has his own initiative and he will turn up in power with overcoming power. And I've just been thinking about that. And then I started thinking about the full moon. And I researched a bit about full moons. And it just so happens that in August, a full moon is called a sturgeon moon. And this comes from the Native American tribes who live around the Great Lakes area. And the sturgeon is the biggest fish in that area. In fact, it's huge. It can live for a very long time and it grows up to 3.5 meters in length and it can weigh up to 100 kilograms. That's a big fish. But whereas once this fish used to be (coughs) abundant in the area, it is now actually on the endangered list. It has been so intensely overfished. The habitat has been destroyed and the breeding grounds have been ruined. And so now this is quite a rare fish. Um, And I was thinking about that and thinking, well, for that fish, the enemy came in like a flood. It's almost wiped that fish out. And I thought hang on a minute, Thursday last week was the day Tony had a heart attack. And I was just thinking, I wonder if the enemy was thinking, I'll catch a great fish on this recent full moon. But praise God, he had another idea. Praise God, he turned up in power. And we are just so grateful to God that his life has been preserved and he is on the mend now because when the sturgeon were fished, it was usually for their roe. Now, the roe are the eggs, and the eggs are the thing that determine the next generation. And we know that Satan is always after the children. He's always after the next generation. And the enemy might have decided that he was going to have a go and abort Tony's legacy, But God has got another thought in mind. Then in that scripture about the enemy coming in like a flood, it goes on in verse, this is from Isaiah 59, and it goes on in verse 21 to say, uh, in 20 first of all, the Redeemer will come to Zion, to those in Jacob, who repent of their sins, declares the Lord. Now this was fulfilled when Jesus came to earth. He's the redeemer. He was God's intervention. He was the one that showed up when darkness covered the earth. He was God's answer to the flood tide of the enemy. Um, God sent his only begotten son, but whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Isn't he a wonderful redeemer? Whoever believes, whosoever, no conditions, only faith. So Isaiah 59:21 goes on to say, "As for me, that's G- uh, God speaking, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit who is on you and my words that are in your mouth will not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouths of your children, nor from the mouths of their descendants from this time on and forever, says the Lord. This is God's standard that he raises up when the enemy comes in like a flood. His word in our mouths Last week, Luke was talking to us about how when we face situations that we sometimes don't even realize, but our spiritual attacks against us, because our fight is not against man, flesh and blood. It's against spiritual um, forces and um, forces of darkness and high places. When this comes against us, the way we are to respond to that is to speak Speak the word of God into the situation. This is what Jesus did in the desert when he was having all those temptations. He said, it is written. That settles it, folk. There is no higher authority than the word of God. And when we get the word of God in our mouths, we can turn the tide. It's God's ordained counterattack for an attack of the enemy. Isaiah 55 verse 8 to 13 speaks of how God's thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. And it declares that like the rain which comes down from heaven and waters the earth causes it to bud and to flourish and to bring forth seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So when we speak the word of God in faith, when we speak the word of God prompted by the Holy Spirit, when we speak the word of God, it goes forth and it produces a harvest. Do you know what you've got resident in you? Do you know the power and the authority that God has invested in you through his word, we need to be a people of the word folk. We need to know it. We really do need to know it. And the ne- very next verse in this um, whole scripture goes on to Isaiah 60, 1 to 3. And anybody who's been in this church any length of time will know that this is a key passage for the church. It's a prophetic promise to freedom life. And um, it reads thus, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. See, darkness covers the whole earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises on you, and his glory appears upon you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. We need to know that scripture. We need to believe that scripture. We need to memorize it, and we need to declare it. And when darkness comes and situations come, know that God has arisen upon you, not just leadership, upon you, his precious children, That's an incredible exhortation, isn't it? And it's an incredible promise. So I exhort you, go back and think about that. Go back and meditate on it. When there's a full moon, most people's attention are drawn to it. Don't you love it when the moon rises? Sometimes it looks enormous um, as it comes up on the horizon. But there's something very attractive about a full moon. It's a glorious sight. It just bathes the earth in this beautiful, gentle light. And we are like that moon. We have no light of our own. We have no light of our own. apart from him, we can do nothing. But we reflect the light of the sun. Pardon the pun. (coughs) Sun, sun. Um, But that light is powerful. And that light can influence the tide of events, exerting a force over the earth. It's able to bring God's light into a situation. It's able to bring peace into the midst of a storm. It's able to change the atmosphere around us, as Luke was telling us last week. It's able to usher in the kingdom of God and what do we do? We are just reflecting the light of the Son of God. And as Lucian chose that um, worship song this morning, I was, he wraps himself in light. And it's just such a wonderful picture of, of God being light. And darkness has no power over light. It doesn't matter how dark the day is, the dimmest little light you can put on a. Um, um, what do they call it when there's a, a pilot light in a in a room? Or you've got all these appliances and they've got one tiny little light and you can get up in the middle of the night and still see around the kitchen because of that one little tiny light. So darkness does not rule over light. Light rules us over darkness. And Jesus said in John 8, 12... I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. In Jesus resides light and life. There is no life and there is no light. True light, everlasting light. True life, everlasting life, Apart from Jesus. He said, I am the way the truth and the life and no one comes to the Father except by me. It worries me sometimes that people talk so much about God but God can be a very generic term, can't it? We need to be bold folk and we need to talk about Jesus, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Don't be afraid of that name, don't be embarrassed to speak the name of Jesus. It's not just God, because it's God Almighty, the triune God that we need to uphold in the lives of others to bring the light of Christ. In Matthew 5, 14, Jesus said to his disciples, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. So here where Jesus was giving our identity, and he was giving our purpose. Our identity is sons of God, children of light children of the kingdom of light that's that's who we are and he was giving our purpose and that was to shine the light of Jesus into the darkness of the world that all may learn to glorify God habakkuk 2:14 says for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the lord as the waters cover the sea how is it going to happen can only happen as we reflect his glory and his light into the darkness around us. We're his answer to the darkness of the world now. Jesus came, he made the ultimate sacrifice on our behalf and he has been raised and glorified and we are seated with him in heavenly places. So we are now the children, his representatives on earth, his body, On earth, and it is our task to shine forth His light. How do we do that? We really need to get into a relationship with Jesus Christ because there is no other way that anything can be conceived in our understanding other than through intimacy with the Lord God Almighty. And what privilege, folk. We have the privilege of our personal relationship with Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit indwelling us. When you were born again, the Spirit of God came to live in you. And do you know he just loves to commune with you? He loves to speak to you. I don't know about you, but there's something perverse in me that just, resists time with God is anyone else like that it's the most peculiar thing you know it's the thing you need most you know it's the most brilliant um outcome when you do but there's something twisted that just I'll just do this first I'll just do that first or if you decide you're going to have time with God you can be sure your phone will ring or beep or someone will call or you'll just quickly want to send a text and you'll send it but it certainly turns into an exchange which goes on and on or you think I'll just grab, I heard the post, I'll just go out and get whatever it is and whatever it is happens to demand you pay something right now or you make a decision right now or you do something or it's a sale and, oh, it's only today, I've got to get to the shops or it's one thing or another. But there is such opposition to us spending time with God. It's great to have the desire. I'm pretty good at that. I don't know about you. And I really enjoy the delight of it. The problem is that's middle steps. (laughs) From delight, we need, from um, desire, we need to go into determination. It's got to be a choice, a daily choice, and that leads to discipline. So it's not just this week I'm going to do it. This is a lifestyle, folk. It needs to be a lifestyle whereby we start off with desire. We desire. Make that determination. We get into the discipline of it and then we can enjoy the desire, the delight of it on an ongoing basis. And the Lord said something to me the other day because I finally got around to having that quiet time. <laughs> and um, I felt this is for everyone. It's not just for me. Uh, there's no, you know, there's no, um, God's no, respecter that was the word I couldn't think of respecter of persons he even uses old people with foggy memories (coughs) God's no respecter of persons he loves all of us equally every single one of you is a unique creation in him to display his splendor you are all wonderful in his sight and he loves you And as I sat down and I thought, okay, I don't don't feel spiritual or anything, but I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. So I just sat down. I have found that journaling is a great tool for me. I know I've told you this before, but why I'm finding it so beneficial now, particularly, (laughs) um, is that my memory is not as good as it used to be. Some of you might have noticed. Maggie, keep your mouth quiet. <laughs> but it is so great to have a record of what God has said to you in the past and to be able to go back and just refer to it. Because I don't know about you, but I forget. I forget what God's. And sometimes I go back and say, Whoa, did you really say that, Lord? Whoa, what have I done about it? Mm, absolutely nothing. So um, it's great to have a record. And journaling just helps me to sort through my thoughts um, and just to try and work out, to keep focused mostly. Um, So writing things down or typing them out, that helps me to, to keep focused and hear from God. And as I do that, as I focus, what usually happens is a spontaneous flow of thoughts just comes to me. It's like it's your own voice, it's your own thoughts, but once you've written it down and you read it back, you realize that's not you. There's wisdom in that that I don't have. There's understanding in that that I don't have. Um, And so that's why it's wonderful to hear the voice of the Lord Write it down. Um, and try and block out your cognitive thinking along the way that's going to question everything and double guess everything. Just go with the flow. The Holy Spirit is in you. You have a river of life. Oops. You have a river of life inside you, and that's what is flowing out. It's his life in you flowing out. So record it. And I just share this with you because it's for all of you. If I could get your attention every day like this and you would wait on me, you would find your heart continually tuned and responding to my promptings. Opportunities would open up to see my glory personally and corporately. I have chosen you to display my splendor. I have chosen to show forth my goodness and power to and through you as you wait in expectation on me. Don't rush into your day. Don't allow the myriad of ideas, demands and distractions to bombard your mind on waking. Focus that mind as you wake on hearing from me. Speak to me. As you speak or sing in my presence, your mind will follow, and your day will be set up for great things. Master the art of starting the day with your focus on me, and the rest will fall into place. It doesn't take hours of waiting and time in my presence, but it does take recalibrating at the break of day to keep things on course for my will in your life. My desire is you. My heart longs to spend time with you, my beloved. My will is for your blessing and prosperity, your health, wholeness and peace, to be your everlasting joy. My power is sufficient to overcome all opposition and obstacles as you rely on and refer to me each day. We have great adventures awaiting. And then towards the end he said, I just delight to share with you my love and grace and all that I am. Be the recipient of all I have got to give you each day. For I know your needs before they become apparent to you. Only I know your needs for the plans and purposes that are mine for you. Be equipped in the quiet place. Rest in me. It's not a difficult thing to receive from me. Just quiet your spirit. Take the time and know I am waiting to love you and manifest myself to you each and every moment. Please take that invitation from the Lord today for yourself. Please take it seriously. I'm trying to be more disciplined in this area. But I just know that God wants to do great and mighty things through us. And as we come into the fullness of God in us, we will be like that full moon. And we will reflect his glory to this world. And we will have the tools, the word from God, the spiritual Gifts and fruit that will be attractive to other people. And we can turn the tide, folk. We all have an influence. We all have a sphere of influence. Be it our families, our homes, our workplace, our school. Whatever it is, each one has the opportunity to shine the light of Jesus into their situation to bring about a change and to extend the kingdom of light. So, my word to you today is simply, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of God has risen upon you. And as you do, you will see that nations come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your dawn. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. If there's anybody that would like prayer today, um, let us put into practice what we've learned. Let us speak the word of God into situations where their enemies come to rob, kill and destroy. So um, anyone who wants prayer, needs prayer, feel free to come to the front. Thank you. God bless.
1: That's very good, Kay. Very good. Just quickly, just as Kay was speaking, I was reminded that a Rai Shine scripture that she spoke about or mentioned. I remembered when that scripture was given as a prophetic word over over Freedom Life. And God as I believe, God prompted me to share this and I was From a young age, I bought into what Jesus said about this local church. And when we buy into what God says about us, regardless of what happens, you stay strong. Um, And I've been doing church for a long time now and only because and i've been in this own this has been the only church i've been in my like since i come to australia this has been the only church i've been to for the last 20 years and the only reason why i'm here is because i've bought into what jesus says about this place and the tasks and the vision he has for freedom life now, the thing is, sometimes it's a lot easier to believe in something external than us. Now, I believe that if I put in that same effort in just believing what God says about me and that discipline that Kay was talking about when, as he, I guess, shows himself to me, my life is not bad, but I can only imagine what my life would look like if I put in that discipline on a daily basis and made time to spend time in his presence. Um, It's not like works or anything like that. It's it's just truth in spending time with the king. Um, So I want to, like, that was was phenomenal. Like, there, there shouldn't have been a reason why you were nervous. It was really good. And I think that is something we should... We should really grab onto. Um, there's definitely... God was all over that. And um, so, yeah, being courage, Kay, it was it was spot on. It was spot on. So, yeah, give her a clap because she deserves it.
2: Just a second to Lucy in as well. Do you know with the moon cycle, I was just thinking about it as well. You've got the full moon, but the other end of the moon cycle, you have the new moon. And the, it's black. You don't see it at all. And it's because that it's not getting the full light from the sun. It's not shining it. And sometimes we can be exactly like that. We don't face, we're not facing the sun, and so we're not giving off that light. And I just thought of this. There's a story. Jesus comes into a town, and these two sisters um, invite Jesus in and say, you can stay uh, with us. And Jesus is there, and he starts sharing. And one of the sisters comes and sits and listens to him. Whereas the other one is concerned about what's going on, all the things that need to be done, all the preparations that need to be made. And she starts getting angry at her other sister and then comes in, bursts in, tells her off, saying, you should be helping me. Like, what are you doing? And then even speaks to Jesus saying, don't you care? Like, I'm trying to get her to come and help me. I'm doing all the work myself. And Jesus says something pretty amazing. And he says, like, Martha, you're worried about so many things. But there's actually only one thing that is required. There's only one thing that's necessary, which is amazing. He's saying that there's only one thing. And then he says, Mary has chosen well. Mary, uh, what Mary has done, it will never be taken away from her, which is powerful for us as well. We can be like that new moon, be so focused on the world that's blocking the sun and all, all God wants is us to just face Jesus and give him everything because that is really the, only the one thing that's required of us. It's the only one thing that we need that's going to sort out all the other things that need to be done. So again, just to back that up with, K okay, is really good. Just remember, that one thing, is, it, will, it will set the rest of your life up. So, yes, absolutely. Maybe pray for us as well.
0: I just heard something also that um, drew my attention the other day. Um, Someone was just saying, there's a difference between vision and fantasy. And vision, God gives us. And we need to get that vision for our lives. But often we waste our lives chasing fantasies. And the problem with fantasy is it's the... um, Enemy's way of distracting us from the vision of God. And how do we get fantasies? We get fantasies by comparing ourselves with others. We get fantasies by taking from media what we should look like, who we want to aspire to. And we start to have role models. But that is not who God has made you so I just want you to know your uniqueness is so sacred and precious to God don't chase after a fantasy and waste your life find out God's individual personal vision for you because that is only one you and only you can fulfill that so That is why we need time with God because otherwise we're hearing all sorts of voices, From I mean even good voices. We can hear and have Christian TV as our church and we can be listening to podcasts and we can be listening to everything under the sun. And it's all Christian but how much time do we spend alone hearing the voice of God for ourselves? And that's my encouragement to you. Don't opt out and just try and be passive and receive through other people. Hear for yourself, personally, because God wants to develop that intimate relationship with you, not with the television. Yes, Father, we just thank you for the incredible privilege of being your children. We thank you for the cross, Lord, and for the sacrifice of your Son on our behalf. We're so grateful for the finished work of the cross, Lord. We are so grateful, Jesus, that you would humble yourself and leave the glories of heaven to come to earth, to live as a man and to suffer and die such a horrendous death. We're so grateful, Lord, that you were proved to be the Messiah by rising again And Lord, you are glorified and you rule and reign and Lord, your kingdom will have no end. We thank you for the prophetic words of scripture that assure us that the growth of your kingdom and your government will not end and that we can be part of that, Lord. We're so grateful for who you've made us. Father, help us to honor your creation in us as individuals to look at ourselves and others as unique, special displays of your splendor. Help us find, Lord, what it is you want us to do. And Lord, give us the ability to just quiet our spirits, the determination, Lord, to grow in grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ for ourselves. Help us to fall in love with your word. Help us to fall in love with your spirit. Help us, Father, to passionately follow you and to be true disciples and to be worthy representatives of you, Lord, as you shine your light upon us and in us and through us. We just give you all the glory, Lord, for what you're doing, what you've done, and what you will do as we cooperate with your Spirit. We love you, Lord. You are everything to us. You are Alpha and Omega and everything in between. And we give you all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen.